questions. I am your host, Bob Buell. This is, of course, an oddly numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting people, interesting questions. And joined with me today, oh boy, I'm going to say video essayist extraordinaire. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that feels about right. It's Jenna (laughs) Steber. Jenna, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you, Bob? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, in fact. <laughs> uh, and even better that you are on this show. Uh, Does that count as one of the questions? Oh, no. We're, we're losing <laughs> questions by the second then. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, thankfully, it does not. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm keeping track. I've got a pen and paper. I'm going to oh, do a no. little tick <laughs> for every question. Oh. Well, this is going to be rough then because... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, despite, uh, having this full list of questions here, we got to get through some ground rules up front, a couple little terms and conditions. That's all, you know, <laughs> uh, like ground rule number one, you can take as much time or as little time as you need to answer the question. If a yes or no suffice, give me a yes or no. A short story about your life helps us get a better answer. I want to hear that story. Uh, ground rule number two. This is not a wolf blitzer interview, because I like to use topical terms. Uh, You can pass over any question. No judgment. No worries if you don't want to answer. And uh, despite the name of the show and despite the tally marks you might be making right now, (laughs) there might be extra questions. Some of these, by the syntax of the English language, are not questions. They're just words I put a question mark at the end of. We're just going to roll with it. Okay. Uh, so the first of those non-counting questions, this is not <laughs> worth a tally. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. We got that out of the way. <laughs> Question number one. What's the perfect breakfast? Ooh, I'm a hardcore breakfast sandwich fan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I think perfect breakfast is a cup of coffee. Hot, okay. hot, steamy, beautiful cup of coffee, black. And then probably, I, I'm a, I know bacon, egg, and cheese is the primary combo, but I am a sausage, egg, and cheese lover uh, with the American cheese. So it gets real melty. I love it bodega oh, yeah. style, wrapped in tinfoil, cut in half. You're, you're speaking to my inner East Coastian here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Love that bodega style. That's the best. It's the best where it's just like, I don't know where they're getting this sausage and I don't care. (laughs) Do not want to know. (laughs) Mm. Maybe get an Arizona iced tea for a buck. What's better? Oh, yeah. Question two. Who's the coolest dude? Ooh, the coolest dude. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mind instantly went to like 80s icons for some reason. (laughs) Keanu Reeves might be the coolest dude. Reeves is a pretty cool dude. Yeah. Yeah, that dude's really cool, though. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I think that's going to be my final answer. Keanu Reeves. Cool dude. I like I like it for two reasons. Because he is cool, but he is also unabashedly a dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's firmly in dude category. 
Uh, Absolutely. It has been his whole career. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, see, he established such strong dude creds, and that dude cred has not, has not slipped or failed. He's only become an older dude uh, and, and cooler, I think, as he has gotten older, or at least as I have gotten to know more about him as a person. A distinguished dude. A dude English? A we'll silver dude. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Love that. <laughs> uh, question three. Steak, chicken, or fish? Mm, pork. <laughs> <laughs> my God, a new challenger approaches. Okay. <laughs> I think pork is my favorite of all of them, but I, if I had to choose from those three, probably chicken. I like lean meat. I do like steak. But uh, at the end of the day, it's like I feel like with meat, you always have to balance like the amount of protein you need and the environmental impact of the meat and the flavor and the cost. And for my mm. for my money, pork is a good balance of all of those things. It makes a lot of sense to me. I yeah. like it. Hmm? Get the winning invite. Steak, chicken or fish. The right in option at the <laughs> bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Question four, best gift you've ever gotten? I'm going to, I think my strategy for answering all these questions is going to be my first instinct. Uh, I love it. And, love it. And just, yeah, follow my heart on that. And the thing that popped to mind, and this is because I was looking at this recently, is a friend of mine early in COVID, uh, I sent him a picture of my apartment at the time, which in New York style had like bars over the windows because it it, that's a, a New York law. If there's oh, yeah. a child that lives in an apartment, it has to have bars over the window for a safety feature. But it was like this comically tragic image of it's like, I can't I can't go outside because it's this early COVID and we don't know what is mm. happening. And it's really dangerous and it's New York. And so there are people everywhere. And so I just sent this really sad picture of my barred window. And then like a couple weeks later, I got a cake in the mail, a really nice cake. It was like a like kind of like a tea loaf uh of lemon and rosemary with like this beautiful lemon drizzle dressing wow. and i cut a slice and i cut a slice and i cut a slice and i hit something and i <laughs> reached in and i pulled it out and he had wrapped <laughs> a file in wax paper and baked it into the cake like this is an old-timey jail bust where i was <laughs> like i was supposed to take this file and and score my way through the bars of this uh <laughs> and i'll just always remember that as being the one of the most insane things that anyone has ever given me <laughs> brilliant on so many levels uh, <laughs> fantastic good cake right? too Good I was going to say, I, I assume mm -hmm. since it's wrapped in wax, cake is still edible and all that, right? Oh, yeah. So. I ate that whole cake. <laughs> I ain't too proud. It's a good yeah, cake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, question five. Best gift you've ever given? Ooh. Uh, this is also COVID. Because this is just all, all my friends and I did during COVID was mail each other presents, I think, oh. to a large extent. Uh, and in, in coordination with just talking daily on the internet, but, uh, I gave, this is going to be such a complicated thing to explain because it's such a weird in joke, but, but on one of the, the, I think the Christmas before COVID, um, we had all gotten together during Christmas break, uh, and watched this television show. Uh, I believe it was a, I think it was Thai. I think it was a Thai romance. Uh, and we just, we watched it all. It was crazy. It's called Great Man Academy. 
uh, Great Men Academy, and it has an absolute bop of a theme song because it's got like a bunch of pop stars, like K, or, uh, not K-pop, but like pop stars in the show, and they yeah. did the theme. So we we listened to this theme, and it was great. It was such a killer theme. And then a couple months later, I was like, I've got an idea. And I got, have you ever seen like little hand crank music boxes that have like paper, paper feeds? Oh yeah. 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 So you, you can make, you can make tracks for hand crank music boxes by just like, you can get just like a hole punch. Basically you hole punch these long strips of paper and you can, you can crank them and it'll play the song that you've punched out. So I, I hired somebody off Fiverr whose specialty <laughs> all she uh, her specialty on Fiverr is that she will translate music into those paper threads and then you make them yourself basically and so sure. i did that for the theme song to this show and then i sent all of the friends that we had watched it with one of these little music boxes and this paper strip uh and that was fun and they they sent me music back that also had other meaning for our relationship uh, and for mm. our friendship so that is probably that is the gift I am probably most proud of. And that rules. That absolutely rules. Yes. You have a paper song just floating out there. I love it. <laughs> uh, question six. What did you want to do for a living when you were a kid? Oh, this is tricky. This is I get asked this question a lot. And I... I the answer is actress, but it also feels like I didn't really want to do anything, <laughs> and that that was just the an unacceptable answer I think to have as a kid. Bob, yeah. what did you want to be when you grew up? Truly, nothing. Yeah. Uh, though, though I said <laughs> artist. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, abstract artist. Okay. I wanted to be a retiree since I knew what that was. <laughs> I do not want to work. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's one of those things where in hindsight, I'm like, it is wild the intensity with which that was a question lobbied at us as children. Yeah. Like, that feels wild to me. Like, I remember so, so often adults being like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's like. I don't understand how the world works. So why why are you at? I don't know what jobs there are. I know five jobs. It's policeman, firefighter, actress, uh, journalist, and superhero. Those are the only five jobs that I know exist. So how am I supposed to tell you what I'm going to be when I grow up? It's I, I always think it's bonkers, especially I'm from New Jersey. I know the New York school system. A lot of those like high schools are like, all right, you're 14, you're going into high school, fantastic. Pick what you'd like to do for the next 40 years when you're 14 years old, and we're just going to follow you through. And I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> what an intense call to make. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine yeah. doing it. I, I also wonder if that's changed at all, because like when we were young... I'm making assumptions about our age bracket, but I assume we're in a similar age bracket. When we were young, there was still an expectation, I think, that you would have a job, you would have a career, and you might change places, but you would still be doing essentially the same job for 60 years, like your whole life. And then you would yeah. retire and they'd give you a watch and send you on your merry way. Uh, mm -hmm. But that is not how jobs function anymore. And that is not how jobs has functioned during our adult lives at all. I was like, I've had like eight fucking careers. Can I curse on the show? I'm sorry. I Absolutely. <laughs> I've had like eight careers and it's just like none of, I mean, some of them are actress adjacent, but like, how are we supposed to know 
And also that doesn't exist. Careers don't exist anymore in the way that we used to think of them. I don't know anyone who doesn't have just a side job or side gig (laughs) or some other secondary means of income because just, of course you do. (laughs) It's wild to me. Also, literally none of the jobs I've had for the last 12 years of my life existed when I was a child. Because it's been like YouTuber, podcaster. I was an instructional technologist in in schools, and that wasn't a job that existed when I was. That wasn't a job that existed when I was in college. So it's just like <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna be at children these days. Here's what you tell your parents when they ask you what you want to be: a hologramist, <laughs> and then and just let them chew on that. I. I... There's a Go Gold Bordello song that just, the title is, I never want to be young again. And I never agreed with it more. (laughs) Uh, Question seven. What's the largest animal you can beat in a fight? Human. Tall human. The most dangerous of game, yes. <laughs> I, I know how to I know how to destroy a human. I feel like most animals I wouldn't be able to figure that out. I, I think a stern enough house cat could really get one over on me if they wanted to. <laughs> so I think human. Human a tall human is the bet is what I'm gonna go with. I like it. I like it. Uh question eight. Who's someone you look up to? other than the tall human you're about to fight because they're too tall (laughs) staring them down Uh, who do i look up to this is tricky i I, because i don't i mean there's a lot of people i respect i don't know if there's anybody i necessarily look up to specifically and if i do i'm worried about mentioning it now and putting them on good (laughs) emotion blast positive emotion blast yeah i don't know i'm this is going to be one i skip Okay. I think yeah. that's very if I'm, fair. If I am friends with you, I admire you in some way, and I'll tell you all fair personally. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the healthier way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, question nine. First album you bought with your own money? Lisa Loeb. Nine stories. You know she had those glasses on. Yes. What a look. Lisa Loeb had such an iconic look. Uh, yeah, it was Lisa Loeb, nine stories is the one that had stay on it. Her radio hit. Excellent choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, question 10. What's your go-to karaoke song? Come on, Eileen. Ooh, yes. Dexie's yeah. Midnight Runners. Yes, yes the yes. classic. My friends and I used to do, for, for one year, we did karaoke every single week. Because there was a, a, VF, a local VFW that did karaoke and cheat beer. So we would just go and get pictures and sing. And I, I always sing, come on, Eileen. Oh, crowd pleaser. Amazing. It, it really is. Everyone knows the words, even if you don't oh, know yeah. the band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Question 11. Last song that you listen to. Ooh, that I know the name of. Or that you could hum a bar. I'm not sure. However you want to. Because I was just listening to the radio in the car. Um, as There's a local community radio called KDHX in the St. Louis area where I live. Uh, and so I, I'm always listening to the songs that they play. And it was it was the ragtime hour. So I was Ooh. listening to ragtime, but like I couldn't tell you what song it was. <laughs> uh, so but some good old St. Louis ragtime. It's what the last uh, last song I listened to. Wow. Classic. Uh, question 12. 
What's a band or musical artist you want to hear more from? I uh, th- this is another thing I was going to say instinctively, Mitski, but she did just drop a new album, so I'm kind of I'm I am I am fully charged on Mitski. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am well served. Um, I mean. It, can it be anybody, or is it is it just like anybody through time and space? Anybody through time or space. I, I like to picture that. Um, remember that Wu Tang Clan album that they like put in a box and some jerk yes. bought and never released. Uh, yeah. That situation <laughs> where yeah. there's like there's a one more album of someone sitting in a box somewhere, and and you got the key. I mean. It would almost be a disservice to him based on what his last album was, but David Bowie. Uh, mm. I would love. I would love if in like thirty years they opened a time capsule and David Bowie was like, "One last album for you." It's been thirty huh. years since Black Star came out. Um, that feels like it's something that David Bowie could have done, but it also feels like it feels greedy <laughs> to ask for more from him. Yeah, but it feels so on brand of him, doesn't it? Like it would be. It would uh, be. Oh, I don't know. So good. Maybe mm-hmm. something less depressing than Black Star. It was great, but <laughs> gosh, it was sad. It, but I get it. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, it's a perfect final album. If for David Bowie, like it is perfect. It's perfect. It's simply perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thirteen. A song that brings the most emotion out of you. Ooh, uh, the song that brings the most emotion out of me. Uh, I'm really fond of probably probably my most played album of all time is by the band Hop Along, and it's called Painted Shut. And there's a really really great song on the track. I'm not gonna remember which song it is because I only ever listen to the whole album. I never listen to the individual songs, so I do not know any of the songs by name. Um, but there's one song where. The the album is sort of about going back to your hometown and reliving the experience of of going back and seeing everything again, which I think is a very mm. powerful emotion for those of you who have experienced it. And there's one album where there's a re- repeated line that's like, we all will remember things the same. And the just the way that she delivers it, it the, the, the lead singer has such an incredible emotive and powerful voice. And so it's just like this repetition, this this refrain of, of, like that's something that you get from your hometown and the people who live in your hometown is that you'll all remember things the same way, and that is for better or for worse. But I think it's such a powerful idea and it's delivered so intensely. So that that's that's the song, whichever song that is oh. on Painted Shut. <laughs> that's amazing. I gotta listen to this. I do recommend it. If you've ever had, if you've, Bob, have you had that experience of like leaving home and then coming back? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite close to my hometown that I grew up in now. So I, I don't think I ever fully unplugged from the matrix of the hometown, (laughs) but uh, yes, I absolutely know that feeling. And it is, uh, that's such a beautiful way of putting it. Uh, Everyone remembers things the same. Yeah. Uh, question 14. What's your favorite music video? My favorite music video? What a great question. Uh, this is, I definitely have an answer to this, but let me see if I can remember it. So, yeah. I used to watch so many music videos. Uh, 
I really like the music video for MGMT's, um, ooh, which one is it? Because uh, it's not Electric Feel. Oh no, am I going to be able to remember? Oh, it's Flash Delirium! The, the um, music video to Flash Delirium is like this insane Lovecraftian horror story. Uh, and it's extra it's extremely good. I do highly recommend watching it. It's creepy. Wow. Okay. I love it. Uh, 15, you got a million dollars, but you have to donate it all to charity. What charity is it going to? A one charity. You know, I used to be stricter on this question. You could, there's <laughs> so many things you need. You can give it however you need. Yeah. What made you loosen up the rules for this question? <laughs> <laughs> I think enough people asking me, and I didn't want to be that that old codger who's like, no, one. Ah, <laughs> one well, giant only... million-dollar check, and you have to slide it awkwardly through a door slot. A comedically, <laughs> one of those oversized ones, yeah. and you have to fold it, and you can't ever get it actually small because it is made out of cardboard. Just awkwardly um... sticking out of a mail slot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm only gonna choose one in order to to. I'm gonna be strict with myself where you okay. will not. Um, <laughs> and I mean that my my strategy with choosing charities is that you can choose a lot of charities deal with the symptoms of like capitalism or or inequality or like the the symptoms of a bad structure. And there are some charities that try to change the structure to eliminate those bad mm. issues. And in my experience, I mean, they're both worthy causes to take up, wh whichever your strategy is. But I, I always worry that if you're create if the charity is only dealing with the symptoms, then they are in a way invested in not changing the structure. Um, and it's like yeah. a stopgap measure. It's an important measure for a lot of these charities. But it, it, I think it's better to spend your money on things that will actually alter the structure causing the main issue. So you cure the disease, not the symptoms. So in that vein, I would I would probably choose something like the Innocent Project, uh, Innocence mm. Project, because that is about like addressing the causes of like in unfair incarceration and like the the bad like bad things that are uh justice quote unquote justice system uh, does <laughs> that uh, puts innocent people in overfull jails and yeah. so probably the innocence project i think that's a, a wonderful wonderful choice uh 16 favorite holiday halloween done next yeah it's such <laughs> a slam dunk right it's yeah easy it's getting there the yeah. yeah candy costumes parades love it it's all there mm -hmm. apple cider apple yeah. anything Pumpkins. Yeah. Pumpkins. Great. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, 17. What's your go-to drink when you walk into a coffee shop? Well, I'm an Americano lady myself. Um, I either, I'm either just a plain black drip or just a plain black Americano. Uh, if you can go, if you go to a nice place and they get like the crema on the top of the Americano, that's like, that's how you know you're in legit coffee territory. La-dee-da. Indeed. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, question 18. This is, this is a biggie. Spell the word gray. <laughs> oh. Ooh. 
Okay. G R. Okay, you got it so far. E I Oh G H. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my <laughs> Couldn't this is this is right in pork answer all over again. Is... I challenge the structure of this question and this ah. show. We're crumbling. We're all crumbling. <laughs> I think G R A Y is American standard. Is that right? Or and G R E Y is UK standard? I think more or you, less. You don't know. That's it. You I know? I like not knowing. I prefer <laughs> the best answer I've ever gotten with this was EY is like ethereal and AY is like the crayon. And I kind of like that. Like if you go out on a, you know, if you walk down a street and it's foggy and there's a street light hitting you just the quite right way, like that's a gray night with an EY. But if okay. you're just getting like, Oh, what color shirt do you want? That's an AY. Doesn't because it's just a shirt. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> I really it's like probably that. Incorrect, but it that's... that it feels like something an American says about the American and UK spelling of the word. Like one of those <laughs> takes place on the moors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of them is mysterious and distant and it has uh, universal health care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question 19. What's your prized possession? That's tricky. I have so many delightful things. <laughs> uh, my prized possession... Oh, I think right now I'm going to say... I made... This feels right. I made, uh, last year I made a, I took a, like, hand-building pottery class oh. where you, like, learn how to make pottery and then you you painted it and you fat fired it and you got uh, the beautiful results of the class. And yeah. I made a lot of terrible stuff because I was learning and just kind of slopping stuff together. And then I invested a lot of time in one piece that is, like, a coil pot. And so it, it's, like, the, the coil, coiled up, which is a, a form of hand-building pots, that you probably recognize it's coils. Uh, and a way to do that is to coil it up and then kind of smooth out all the coils. But I made one that's it's a pretty, pretty substantial pot. It's like not quite like a dinner plate, but it is like um, a pretty, pretty decent sized uh, coil uh, flower pot that is in the shape of a rattlesnake. So you see it has all of the oh. coils and then it's got a head uh, on top and, and uh, a very it's kind of abstract and cartoonish. And got uh, rattled the end, and then I put, I made three coiled eggs that the the rattlesnake kind of forms around. So it, it's this very like kind of kind of abstract, cartoonish, um, beautiful like milky green with red uh, red eyes and a red tail and these white eggs, and it just turned out it turned out far better than I could have hoped or expected. So that's probably my prized possession right now. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, question 20. Are you competitive? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I'm so competitive. I try not to put myself in situations in which I will be competitive because uh, it's bad for me and bad for other people. Uh, 
I, I've, I've gotten control of it. I'm okay being in competitive situations now, but I, I do. There's always that, that itchy feeling of like, try, try really hard and take this too serious, Jenna. And I, I'm, I'm an adult now, so I'm like, nah, this is actually fine. It's not that, it's not that important to win. It's important to have a good time, but it's always there. Oh boy, it's always creeping up on you. It, it has the potential to. <laughs> Twenty-one. Do you consider golf a sport? I consider golf an abomination. Um, <laughs> uh, do I consider it a sport? Yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't be considered a sport. I think that mm. there's a physical skill required, and it's not necessarily an endurance sport, like a, what we perceive a lot of sports being, but I do think... You have to have a certain kind of knowledge and a certain amount of physical capability to to do it well. And so it, it is a sport, but it's a bad one and it should be <laughs> forbidden <laughs> everywhere but Scotland. Scotland can keep it, but the rest of us, no. They seem geographically just kind of built for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it comes, I believe it is a Scottish sport originally. Oh. If I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. I- yeah, called it goff without the L, but that's a Caddyshack <laughs> joke. I don't know if that's real. Twenty <laughs> yeah. uh, two. Have you ever played any sports? Uh yeah, I did. Uh, like little league growing up. I think I did. Maybe I don't think I did a full year of field hockey, but I do remember playing field hockey. Um, but those are really the only sports. The only like organized sports I've ever taken part in. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty three. Favorite sport to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't watch a lot of sports, so <laughs> uh, I'll say the only sports that I've actively watched recently, which is baseball, and that's not even a really very enjoyable sport to watch. But uh, I like to go. I go to games with my dad because my dad likes to go. And so it's nice to just like sit and hang out and enjoy like being outdoors. Like it's just sometimes it's just nice to be outside. Yeah. Uh, and baseball games, you can do that. You sit outside, you get a beer, you get a hot dog, you just have a nice time. The sports, the sport aspect is incidental, <laughs> unimportant. <laughs> You're all just sitting in the same direction, uh, enjoying a nice day. Anything yeah. that happens on the field is, yeah, that's fine too. But yeah, you know. what happens, happens. I'm not invested, but I'm having a nice time. I love it. Uh, 24 theme parks. <laughs> question mark. I see. Uh, theme yeah. Parks? Question mark. <laughs> yes, Bob. Okay. <laughs> listen, I love it. Yep. Uh, 25 dubbed. The Ron Bennington, after famous radio personality. You're standing in a wrestling ring, and a wave of nine-year-olds, a random mix of boys and girls, are coming down to that ring to fight you. How many nine-year-olds could you beat in this fight? All of them. Infinite number. They're nine. They're nine. Well, or none. Okay, hold on. Let me think about this. This is a Schrodinger's nine-year-old situation here. (laughs) I don't know okay. if I would have I think I think as I watched them come down I'd be like okay let's do it but I think the moment I actually had to 
land a hit on a nine-year-old, I would just let them overwhelm me. I think none. I think none. Wow. Unless it was a tall nine-year-old. Unless the nine-year-old, if the nine-year-old was taller than I am, then I'd kick its ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I would have it in me to to demolish any nine-year-olds. Wow. I, again, probably the healthier answer. <laughs> uh, 26. It's a game you know you can win. A game I know I can win. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> Looking feverishly around the room. Yeah, I'm like, what? Uh, I'm trying to think of like, okay, so it's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna beat death at chess. That's out. That's impossible. No chance of that. Uh, but if I'm challenging death to a game that I feel really confident I can win, yes. Oh. That's so tricky. Bob, what game could you beat anyone at? This is a good question. This is a very good question. Ooh. <laughs> my my go-to answer is definitely going to cost me my life if I'm playing death, and it's Smash Brothers, but I'm Ness. <laughs> um, but I think the real answer is just... Um, <laughs> 1v1 in uh, Miss Pac-Man who can get a higher score. Ooh, I'm okay. pretty solid at a, at a Miss Pac-Man table. There was a, there was an old machine at my uh, movie theater growing up, so every single movie I would get a round in. And they had the dip switches set so it was like the fastest oh. speed. So I feel like I'm like uh, in the hyperbolic time chamber. Like I, My okay. body is prepared <laughs> to do this and this only. You um, trained. You trained on hard mode. Yeah. So now if it goes slow, I'm like, what is this? What is this baby <laughs> game that they're handing me here? <laughs> oh man, that's such you a know, good you had such good chances. backstory. That's that feels <laughs> like good chances. I don't know if there's any game I think I could be everyone at. Yeah. I mean I can win Link's Awakening. I've beaten that game a tons of times. It's not competitive, <laughs> but I can I can beat that I can win at that game because I have beaten it before and I will again. Yeah. I just, I just love death in a black room, just like with a Game Boy color in his hand. Going, wait, how do you, how do you? What do, do I, I do with flute? this? What do I do with this bow? Who wants this bow? What is this game? Yeah, I could kick death's ass at competitive Link's Awakening. Competitive Link's Awakening, the new esport. I love it. Uh, twenty-seven. What topic can you discuss the most? Mm, horror, mm. horror movies, The Wicker Man, probably, <laughs> endlessly. No um, limit. Unending. <laughs> we might get a little bit around to that in just a minute here. Mm. I like it, I like it. Uh, that's what we call in the radio biz a tease. Twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Favorite place you visited? Ooh, um, favorite place I've visited. I've been some nice places, Bob. Ah, so there's this area in China. Uh, okay. I believe it's called Yangshou. Let me look that up. Yeah. Yes. So uh, Yangshou is an area in China. It's so famously beautiful. It's on the their money. 
And wow. when I visited China, you can take you can basically take a ferry from one of the cities through this area and see the exact thing that is on on the, the specific Chinese money. Uh, and you can find like the exact view. And you, if you take these ferries, you can go and see it. And that was beautiful. But specifically, the city itself uh, is it's this little it's super touristy. Uh, and it's this little super touristy, very vibrantly lit, like neon town that has such an interesting combination of like uh, oh, antique Chinese art- architecture styles, but also like more modern tourist uh, influences. And it's set at the bottom of these karst towers, which are like these giant, um, this very, it's a very unique kind of of structure on the planet. Like there's just not a lot of places that have this. And it's just these kind of like very tall, almost column-like mountains. And so this little town is just like nestled in the bottom of this. And it's just so gorgeous and so beautiful to walk around there. And it's just like nothing I've ever been before. Um, so either that, either that or there is a, there's a wild Buddhist temple in, I think, Montana? Uh, oh, <laughs> not where i was uh, expecting that to be okay it's if i remember correctly it's called the garden of a thousand buddhas yes it's in arley montana garden of 1000 buddhas um and that's just another area where it's like you're driving out in the middle of nowhere montana and you just come across this giant beautiful buddhist monastery and it's just gorgeous so probably one of those two i love it good 1a 1b 29 What's your catchphrase? <laughs> it's probably honka honka. <laughs> <laughs> I regret to announce if I have any catchphrase, it is unfortunately that. <laughs> very good. Very it, It's very marketable. It, you could put yeah. it in an action figure. Uh yep. Steve Rose, your cereal, it'll be on the box. It's all there. It's all there. Uh, 30. What's the best costume or cosplay you ever wore? Oh, that I ever wore. This is, a, this is an interesting. So I did used to do cosplay pretty regularly. Mm. Uh, pretty dedicated. I, 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 it's so long ago that I remember when uh, co- we didn't say cosplay because that word hasn't, hadn't traveled over from Japan yet. So it was just called costuming. Like, that's mm-hmm. how long I've been costuming. Uh, but probably my f- favorite cosplay. I, so I did Marceline the Vampire Queen from Adventure Time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the gray body paint was a nightmare. <laughs> and I, I only did it once for, for that costume. Otherwise, I was just like, I'm not painting my skin. This is obnoxious. Um, but I had, I had a, an axe base that I had made out of, like, foam and wood. And it just turned out really cool, and I was really, really proud of it. And I do not know where it is. I don't know what happened to it. I can't remember if I gave it away or if it's in storage somewhere with a parent, maybe, or where what happened to it. Uh, but I was just really proud of how that how that prop came out. Rumor has it it's still rocking to this very day. I hope so. It's down <laughs> in hell. <laughs> uh, Thirty one. Have you ever had anything named after you? Hmm. I don't think so. Not not that I'm fully aware of, no. Gotcha. Gotcha. This is always my time to brag that I did have a hot dog named after me. Oh, really? What was on the hot dog? And did you get to choose what was on the hot dog? 
I did not get to choose what was on the hot dog, but I'm happy with how it turned out. Uh, okay. It was, uh, I believe if memory serves, a chorizo sausage, fried plantains, uh, and a spicy cheese sauce on top. Whoa. Whoa. The Buell. Uh, the Buell. Delish. That's really good. That sounds great. It sounds like such a satisfying, like, crunchy, gooey kind of texture. Yeah. A little spice. The plantain brings you right back down. It's it's good stuff. Nice. It's good stuff. I would... I would love, I would love to have a sandwich named after me. I would say that's <laughs> probably on my top top five bucket list things. Is I would love to have a sandwich, uh, ice cream or otherwise named after me. Oh, an ice. All right. Well, now <laughs> what's on what's on the ice cream sandwich? The Genesis. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. Let me think about what I kind like of ice that. cream. Yeah, I so I really love, um. There, there's a, a ice cream joint where I'm from that does like a, um, it's basically a strawberry shortcake, but it, with ice cream. It's not, the ice cream doesn't replace anything. It is just like ice cream with chopped up strawberries and shortcake. But so I think the, I think what I would want for my signature Jenna Stever ice cream sandwich, the Jenna, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the Jenna sandwich <laughs> The, would the be... underscore Jenna. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it would be some sort of, it wouldn't be shortbread or shortcake because I don't think that would have a sturdy enough consistency mm. for it, but it would be some version of that that was a little bit thicker and sturdier, uh, maybe like a biscuit. And then with a strawberry with big stra- chunks of strawberry in it, ice cream. And I think, oh, yeah. trying to think about how you how would you get the whipped topping aspect in that maybe it's enough that the that it has ice cream in it i think that's probably enough it's that and then you could get a variant that's half dipped in chocolate that's my offering oh i go that one i go that one yeah i think that's i think that'd be incredible god am i gonna make this i might make this i might make this on my own time do this do that (laughs) (laughs) uh question 32 hobby you dedicated the most time to Ooh, uh i'm not gonna say video games but the answer is video games i'm gonna say i at, at a certain point video games stop being a hobby and started being my job so it's like yeah. does that count i don't know <laughs> um probably number two would either would, it would probably be knitting I, I knit quite a lot and it's hard to count that time as just knitting because I, I do it while I'm watching television shows. It's kind of a joint. It's kind of how I allow myself to consume media in a passive way, which is like <laughs> I'm also knitting. Uh, but I've knitted quite a few sweaters, a lot of hats and scarves and stuff, so probably knitting. Oh, very cool. Uh, something. 33. <laughs> Who's a celebrity you've had a crush on? Just any celebrity of my past that I've had a crush on? Any celebrity. Well, my first first crush was on Kevin Sorbo, aka Hercules. Oh, indeed. Yes. That uh that one died tragically. Um, just when I learned more about who Kevin Sorbo is as a human being. Yeah. Uh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's great. No, but I still hold very fond memories of of Hercules 
in my heart. And he's just, he's so, he's so incredible. He's such a beefcake, but he's also like such a sweetheart. And he has such a firm sense of justice. And all, mm. all of the, all of the people and characters I had crush on growing up were intensely strong sense of justice characters. So <laughs> it's like, it's that. like him and Elisa Maza from Gargoyles. Oh, yeah. Oh, Gargoyles. Classic. Classic. Gargoyles. Classic. <laughs> uh, 34. What's the strangest job you ever had? Uh, I just I got asked this last night, actually. So I'm just going to reuse my answer is that uh, I there are like pick your own apple farms in the area and have been for just decades and decades. Yeah. Uh, and so when I was in high school, I worked at one of those in the haunted hayride oh. portion. Yeah. So it was it was they had like a cornfield that they had like mowed out a, a lane and these little like staging areas so uh, and they would take they would take a tractor and uh, a bunch of hay bales in a in a little cart and drive people around them and uh your job was to jump out and scare people <laughs> and it was a nice job it paid well it paid like 10 bucks an hour under the table which for a high school student is solid that's not uh, bad yeah and it was i mean you just like showed up you you smeared some weird horrible paint on your face. They had like a barn with costumes and like nasty old wigs and stuff. You just painted your face, and then you like hung out in a cornfield for several hours. And they would they would they would have like they only had like one tractor pulling people through, so it was like you would scare people for one minute, and then it'd be like fifteen minutes of just like I would just like do my homework. I had like a flashlight, and I would just sit and do my homework. And then they'd pull somebody through and you'd and then and then they'd go about their way and you'd do your little homework. Sometimes they would uh, one of the other workers would come through with like a barrel of of apple cider and give you hot apple cider because it was quite cold because uh, mm. this was um, before global warming had had hit quite as intensely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it actually got cold in the evenings. So it was nice. It's a fun job. That sounds great. Yeah. Now that's something that's a career right there. You do that oh. for 40 years. They give you a. Haunted watch or whatever. Ah, I love that. We found this in the cornfield. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> don't wear it after midnight. Just don't. You don't want to know why. Uh, 35. A book you'd recommend the world to read. Ooh. Uh, I'll say because I just finished rereading it for a video essay. Uh, is 1984. Listen. Ooh. No, listen. Listen, mm -hmm. Bob, did you read 1984 when you were like growing up in school? I didn't. I know. I, I think it was on a list at one point and I was like the too cool, like, I'm not going to read that. I probably should have, but I didn't. <laughs> well, I, I never I don't think I ever had to read it for high school, but I did read it in high school mm. um, just because I was a little, little book nerd. And uh, I took a lot away from it. And uh, it was weird revisiting it as an adult in the moment that we're in because there there are aspects of it that feel very prescient obviously he was talking about like a different or orwell was talking about like totalitarianism and not like fascism mm. but there are aspects in the book that i think are still extremely interesting and which can be really instructive for us as modern people living in the modern world so yeah, I reread it. It's really good. It's also just like a really good book. There, it has its slow moments, but it's like it, it's, it's terrifying. 
<laughs> so I recommend it. 1984, reread it. That's my rec. It's on the list. It's on the list. Do you have a running list of, of every every uh, recommendation that people have made? I I should. That'd honestly, be cool. a good chunk of them I've just bought and they're just sitting on a pile <laughs> like on my shelf where I'm like, this is what I'm going to read next time I go to the beach. And then like all of summer passes and I was like, oh, I, I probably should have. <laughs> yeah, that's so, a trap. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. It is. Uh, thirty something. Six. Six. Look at you go. <laughs> A movie that always makes you laugh. Hmm. Labyrinth. Ooh. I think it's a funny movie. To that, Mister Mister Bowie. Oh. David Bowie. Yeah. The best. Yeah. It's I... a funny, funny movie. <laughs> I recently had to uh, come up with a one-shot D&D character, uh, and it was a skeleton who I called the Thin White Duke. Yes! After, <laughs> after one of David Bowie's, uh, I guess, personas. eras, I'm going to call it, personas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was very happy with that. It was just a skeleton in a full tight suit, and I was like... It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Bad. That was... Uh, do you, do you want to hear a horrible thing, or do you, would you Always. like to not know hear a horrible thing? Yes, uh, please. <laughs> so young David Bowie, and he, he outlived this and became a very good person, but there was a, definitely a period of David Bowie's life where he was really, the word is obsessed, I think in a grotesque sense, with um, Nazism. And so the oh. Thin White Duke, the Thin White Duke is like low-key, him oh. sort of struggling with his fascination with Nazi Germany. <laughs> and um he he i he quickly moved away from that persona relative to some of his other ones because he he i think he reached a point where enough people were like david bowie hey stop <laughs> hey david maybe, maybe hey cool david it cool it yeah hey could you cool it dude and so he he moved he moved away from that and has has said that he's like regretted that sort of like the way that it per people perceived or the the way that he was he, it was a gross fascination. It was like how people feel about serial killers, where it was like that there's something interesting there, but he doesn't approve of it. But it was still like one of those things where it's like, oh, David, <laughs> maybe a little, not. A little too muddled of a line. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, long career, David Bowie. <laughs> turns out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is very good to know, though. Fascinating. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 37. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Yeah, I mean, I watched Birdemic. Oh, <sighs> that's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> the animated gifts of the birds. Oh, and... my God. Just a real mess. I don't have a lot of energy for bad movies that are, like, intentionally bad. And I think Birdemic is one of those ones where it was like, they. I don't think they are earnestly trying to make a good movie. So that one, probably <laughs> Birdemic. That like seven minute opening shot of them just driving with no <laughs> no real goal, just driving. That's the problem. Is it's a boring bad movie, so it's just like there's nothing here for me. Yeah. Uh, Thirty eight. Who's your favorite actor or actress? Right now, it's probably Margot Robbie because I'm still high. I'm still high on the, off the Barbie energy. <laughs> <laughs> She's been killing it recently. I mean, I, I, try to try to list her misses. I'll wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. could not, not be done. done. Mm -mm. Uh, thirty-nine. 
How cool was it in Jurassic Park when the raptors are running through the kitchen? Oh, so cool. One of the best sequences of that movie, which is all incredibly good sequences. Yeah. yeah. It's so Bob, good. What's your, what's your favorite sequence in Jurassic Park? Is it the raptors in the kitchen? Well, I, I'm crossing my arms because I could stay here for a while. Uh, <laughs> Get comfortable. I think it is the raptors in the kitchen, but I, I love so much of that movie. Um, like just the the entire the T-Rex is out for the first time and it's at night and it's raining and there's no music. There's no music for like 10 minutes, but it doesn't matter because it's so tense and it's so yeah. brilliantly tense. And the only thing that cuts the tension is Jeff Goldblum with a flare. Oh, it's <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. 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 That might be the the with the the cup and the the stomps making the water bubble in the cup like what that movie is just so iconic in so many ways have like i I feel like i know it inside and out (laughs) but every time i watch it like i appreciate it's almost like a jazz album like you appreciate the (laughs) the notes they don't play (laughs) (laughs) the discreet the moments of discretion yeah yeah. where things are implied but not said oh what a good movie yeah, there's very little blood in that movie too for how violent you remember it being. Like <laughs> oh great, great. Yeah. Uh 40. The first show as a kid you got really into. Uh probably gargoyles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably gargoyles. I loved gargoyles. E- either that or Batman the animated series. Mm. Those are those are the shows that like when I got dropped off from school, I would be like, I would run, run to get to the TV because it was right when they were showing them. Just the animation levels on them, too, just look so good. Yeah, um, they really hold up. Yeah. I Here's a fun fact. Maybe you know it about Batman, the animated series. This might also be false. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I had heard that. Uh, the animation for it was done instead of on white paper because most of the scenes were just like dark because it's just yeah. at night most of the time were done on black paper so everything has a little bit of like a darker hue to it like even the color <gasps> and that's what gives it a little bit more of a distinct look and now every time I rewatch it I go yeah you know what I can kind of see it everything has a kind of huh gray tone to it because the base is just black paper interesting okay i'll have to look that up that's fascinating i mean it does have it has a look like no no other show has a look like that show does like even superman the animated series just doesn't Mm -mm. i mean i love i love that one too and i do think that has beautiful animation but there's just like it's batman the animated series just so iconic yeah the weird gothic construction of the whole city and it just so weird. The it's all blocky, mix. but it's br- yeah. it's brilliant. It's great. Yeah. Uh, forty-one. Who should play you in a movie of your life? Oh, um, I mean, I've been told that uh, I look like I don't think this is true, but I've been told I look like Maggie Gyllenhaal. So let's do Maggie Gyllenhaal. I could do way worse. <laughs> we'll send the offer out. We'll see if she takes Let's it. See if she's busy. Just you know. <laughs> Forty-two. Who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met in person? Ooh, 
that I've ever like actually met. Yeah, um, I would say like you know seeing them at a concert, you know like on stage maybe doesn't count, but yeah. had some sort of interaction with. Uh, and when you say in person, do you mean like literally physically in person, or like a Zoom call would that count? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I'd like to say in person, but if there's a if there's a listen, if there's a Jeff Goldblum over a Zoom, we'll take a Jeff Goldblum over a Zoom. You know what I'm saying? Well, like... I I uh, I ha I did I interviewed Will Wheaton through oh. Zoom once, so like that would probably be probably the most famous person. I'm trying to think of like I've had passing encounters with a lot of people in person, uh, like Phil Lamar. Uh, a very in passing, um, a lot of like alum. Yeah. voice actors, yeah, <laughs> uh, a lot of voice actors and things like that. Probably, probably, if we're allowing Zoom, then Will Wheaton is probably the most famous. I feel like I'm gonna forget somebody, and somebody's gonna be like, Jenna, didn't you interview so and so? And I'm gonna be like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> and I'll feel really bad for forgetting them. Yeah, I gave a high five to Obama last week. How did I forget? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that's it. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, 43, TV show or podcast that you love, but you don't think anyone else knows about. I don't know. Um, that's really hard. I don't know what T, I don't know what like obscure, I don't watch a lot of obscure shows because I let other people find mm. shows. I just know everybody knows about all the things that I know about on TV or podcasts because I find them through other people. But I'm going to say uh, this used to be on Netflix, which is how I know I'm not the only one who knows about it. But uh, I watch a lot of like K-dramas on Netflix because they have an incredible selection of K-dramas. And one of my favorite, which is not on Netflix anymore, but is incredible and is one of the first K-dramas I watched is called uh, Strong Girl Bong Soon. Uh, and it's just really good. It's about a woman who's got super strength and uh, is trying to get into the video game industry and ends up being the bodyguard for a video game industry dude because she was like, <laughs> maybe if I'm bo his bodyguard long enough, I'll get into the video game industry. <laughs> uh, and it's a little bit funny and a little bit serious, and it's just really satisfying. That's great. I love that. 44. Favorite comedian. Mm. Mm. I hate stand-up comedy, so it's hard for me to say who my favorite comedian is because it feels like it's based on that, huh? Um, hmm. I like James Acaster a lot. He's really funny. There you go. Uh, I just watched the first episode of season 16 of Taskmaster. I love Taskmaster, uh, but that's a show I know people know about, so that's why it wasn't my answer <laughs> for the last one. Uh, but Sue Perkins is on it this season. And I love, I'm obsessed with Sue Perkins. And I'm excited that Taskmaster has completed their Mel and Sue combo duo. <laughs> uh, 4T5. Best Saturday Night Live cast member. Oh, um, what's her name? Kate? McKinnon? McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. I'll say Kate McKinnon. I'm trying to think. It's been so long since I followed Saturday Night Live. I don't even know who is on the show anymore. Um, and Kate McKinnon was the first one I could think of, so it might just be her. She's a powerhouse. There, there's, power. She's no slouch. Great. Funny. Oh, yeah. Funny lady. Hilarious. Uh, 46. 
What's the nerdiest thing you've done? Ugh, ugh. I mean, it's not is not my whole deal. Is <laughs> not my whole deal the answer? I got a master's degree in video games. I think is the answer <laughs> for that one. Look at the judges, <laughs> they're nodding. Yeah, I mean, Bob, what's the nerdiest thing you've ever done? Oh. And is it this podcast? This might it might just be this podcast. Uh, <laughs> specifically, doing one question specifically every week for four years about how cool the the kitchen scene in Jurassic Park is. <laughs> <laughs> that specifically might take the cake. <laughs> the whole purpose of this podcast is just to justify asking as many people as you can. I can't fault that reasoning, though, because is not is that not what I'm doing with The Wicker Man and my whole career? <laughs> it's not my whole career about trying to get people to watch The Wicker Man so I can talk to them about The Wicker Man. <laughs> I see no fault in this. I see no, no fault in this whatsoever. And it's working clearly for both of us. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, 47, least favorite state. <laughs> um, God, this is what um, you're really setting me up. This feels like you're stitching me up. My not least worst, favorite state. Not worst, but just but least, least favorite. Least favorite. I'm going to say. And, I still get you a, know, you know, a participation trophy or what have you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Missouri is not batting super high in my books right now politically uh but my least favorite state my instinct was kansas <laughs> uh I, mm-hmm. my instinct was kansas because if you've ever driven through kansas have you ever driven through kansas bob i have not it's no. so so flat it's so <laughs> so 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 flat and like I come from Illinois, so it's like Illinois is not known for its rolling hills. Yeah. And I mean, it's known a little bit for its glacial architecture, but like that's bare, like barely. Kansas is just like it's like God forgot to populate it. It's just like <laughs> it's like it's still rendering in, and you start, you start, you get hit Kansas, and you're like the rest of it, the rest of this landscape will pop in, and then you leave Kansas, and you're like, well, it just never did. There just never was a thing to populate there. <laughs> the draw distance is very poor in Kansas. <laughs> it's so, it's it's impossible. Oh, Kansas. There oh, are great Kansas. things about Kansas, but the the geography is not it. <laughs> That's a very fair answer. Uh, 48, best thing you've ever won. I haven't won a lot in my day. Uh, because I'm too competitive, so I don't put myself in a position <laughs> where I have the potential to win things. Um, I think I've won a lot of hearts. Hmm. Um, so that's probably the answer. I don't know. I'm not going to say a specific heart because that seems cruel. <laughs> uh, but I've won a lot of hearts in my day that I'm I'm happy to have won. That's a very sweet answer. I like it. Thank you. Uh. 49. Is there anything you've collected or had a collection of? Oh, I used to, in high school, I used to collect um, Altoid tins. That's oh. when Altoids were big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Altoid craze, they called it. <laughs> yes. People couldn't have fresh enough breath. It's true. And, it, and, and also insane. 
Yeah, I, I, that was my, my, that and Beanie Babies were my only real forays into collecting things. But yeah, I had like tins and tins. I had all the different varieties. I had Altoid Sour tins. I had like, yeah. uh, I would, I would cut out from magazines like ads, Altoid ads, and save those as well. And then I think I just hit a point where I was like, oops, this is garbage. <laughs> oops, this is, this is garbage. It's even more garbage than Beanie Babies. This is actual trash. And that was just it. I threw them all away. I forgot what I've been collecting is trash. <laughs> yeah, this is Let's just see. this is just garbage. I decide I decided this had value, and now I'm deciding this doesn't have value. <laughs> Into the garbage can. Ah, the circle of life continues. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Uh, question fifty, dubbed the Ryan Davis, and the <laughs> last of the fighting questions. I swear. <laughs> You're in a fight to the death with another person equal to your size. Okay. You're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or <laughs> a six inch non serrated knife. Knowing the weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. Mm. So which do you choose knife or bat? Bat, bat, 100%, bat, 100, 100,000%. 100,000%. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, knives are terrifying. Mm -hmm. uh, in well, so I used to be in a professional stage fighting troupe, and so Ooh. we we would we did we did have some fights that we would do with knives, but it's extraordinarily dangerous even to stage fight with knives because it just doesn't take much to stab someone. Is <laughs> yeah. is the long and short of it, and it can go so awry so quickly. Um, and I've been stabbed a little. I was stabbed in the thigh, not with a knife, um, with a rapier. And it's like, we don't use sharp swords. Like, we didn't use sharp swords because that's a safety issue. But it takes so little amount of pressure to break the skin with with a sword. So, like, yeah. it's it's simple. Um, and so, I I mean, and so in a way, you would think, oh, s knives are much more dangerous. I was you would say, want that. Everything you've said is an argument for knife. <laughs> uh, it's it's far superior to have reach because the thing about a knife is that with six inches you have to get really 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 close to somebody to do it and they're going to slash at you and i think if you don't know what you're doing it can be really easy to panic if a knife is coming with you or is coming at you uh and so i think it would be easy to see a knife and panic but if you have a baseball bat you have reach you don't have to get close you just need to, you literally just need to hit the arm that is holding the knife hard enough once <laughs> And they're going to be out of commission. And it, at the end of the day, a if you're in like a street fight situation, it's better to have a reaching blunt weapon that you can do a massive amount of damage of with without finesse than mm. than a short weapon that you have to get really close to finesse. Like it's just at the end of the day, it's just a better option. And like like a baseball bat is just a better jute. Like it's just like. <laughs> You can just you can just break somebody's body with a bat. That's just it. That's just it, Bob. That's it. <laughs> uh -huh. Audio listeners, Jen is holding a baseball bat right now. She's <laughs> I've been this. swinging it erratically. <laughs> I just keep it with me at all times. It makes me feel so safe. Now, this is as I was playing Lies of P earlier and, and doing weapon swapping oh, stuff. See. So I'm just like, my my brain is like, how do I min-max this a death fight situation with a <laughs> weapon? <laughs> Bat. 
Now I know, I know, we're running late to our nightly Wicker Man watch party. We're going to get to that, but first we have a whole second half of this episode with a great Jenna Stieber. Uh, and also, we got to shout out the people who do the music for this show. The music's too good not to acknowledge. Like the song that's playing right now from the Mini Vandals, or the song that's going to play us back from Break from DJ Williams, the opening song from Diala, or the closing one from Single Friend. And if you have even a single friend, look at this transition, what a pro, a single friend who isn't listening to this show, maybe send them a link to 99 Questions on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or wherever. If you love it, rate it five stars. I'm not telling you what to do. But it would be appreciated. We got one more thing before we get back to the show. Something brand new, something I'm very excited about. It's the 99 Questions hotline? Hotline. Sure, that's what we're going to go with. I created a phone number for you to call. You can leave me a voicemail. If you have questions for me, if you have questions about the show, if you have questions for future guests, you can call in, leave a voicemail, and your voice might be the one actually asking the question live on the show. Well, not live, it's pre-recorded, but you know what I mean. I got the number right here, 732-592-9838. That spells out Real Wax Vet. That's right, Real Wax Vet. Like a veterinarian who's really made of wax. I don't know. All the good numbers are taken, so this is the closest one I could get. Real Wax Vet. One more time, that's 732-592-9838. Give it a call, leave a message, have a great day. So, Jenna. Yes, Bob. I've heard rumor, I hear tale, that you are a fan of the 1973 <laughs> film, The Wicker Man. Where'd you hear that? <laughs> Tell me your uh, source. <laughs> a little birdie told me. I don't know where they came <laughs> from. Um, uh, but what I haven't heard, and maybe I've just missed it, hmm. what are your thoughts on the 2006 film, The Wicker Man. Mm, because old Nicolas Cage. Yeah, so Mr. Uh, Nicky Cage, as he's known. Uh, because I've, I've, I've seen many of your videos talking about the, uh, the classic 70s Wicker Man and uh, how to appreciate it under a new light and little details and, and things that, you know, as someone who's never seen it but known it in passing uh, now i'm like well now i need to see this movie yeah uh but what i i don't know if i've ever heard is what your mm. thoughts are on the uh let's call it a remake for is, remake in yeah. very big quotation marks and... uh what are your what are your thoughts yeah um don't care for it uh, it took me a long time to finally sit down and watch it because, like, I, I saw the original. And I was just, like, blown away and addicted immediately. 
And it was many, 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 many years before I finally committed to watch. Basically, like, there, there was a long period of time when any, whenever I would be like, I love the Wicker Man, people would be like, Nicholas Cage, the bees, the bees. And I have to be like, no, no children, no children, the original. Um, and basically, there was a time when that stopped happening because the, the remake had faded from public consciousness. And then I finally watched it because I was like, I don't, I just don't want to, I don't want to have to engage with people who scream, the, not the bees at me. <laughs> <laughs> and so if I could claim ignorance and I didn't have to engage with him, but then afterwards I did. And I, I don't care for it. I, I don't love Nicolas Cage. I know he's a compelling figure and a lot of people really enjoy um, his mania. I don't. Uh, <laughs> and his mania isn't, I don't think it's not as on display in that movie. I think he's, he's doing a good acting job. And yeah. I pr should probably sit down and rewatch it sometimes, but I just don't care for it. I think it's hugely misogynistic. Um, in a way that the original, I mean, there, you could say some things about the original, uh, that would be fair, but I think the remake is, it's all just like, oh, these women, <laughs> these women have their community and they're evil. And it's just like, it's so basic and it's so stripped down. And mm. I don't think it has, I mean, it does, it definitely doesn't have the complexity of the original. And I think it also, I don't know. I didn't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> did not that's care very, for it bob that's very fair but if people did want to hear maybe just a couple musings about the original wicker man where mm. where might the true wicker man <laughs> some say where might these people go uh you could find me on youtube youtube.com slash at the underscore Jenna, I believe it is. Uh, I've made many video <laughs> video essays. I've got two publicly available video essays on the topic on that YouTube channel and one on my Patreon. Uh, and they all both talk about different aspects of it. And they both have, I think they have a lot to say about horror and folk horror in general outside of just The Wicker Man. So if you're like, I haven't seen The Wicker Man, I'm not going to watch it. I think that you'll get something out of them anyway. And they will also convince you to watch The Wicker Man, a thing that you should do with your time. <laughs> I love it. Also, if anyone is over there, I highly recommend the video just called uh, This Video is Nine Minutes Long, I Promise, I believe. <laughs> yes. So brilliant. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect clicking that. And I adore it. I adore that Thank video. You. So very Thank well you. done. <laughs> uh, but we could talk about the wicker man all day we got the, the, the questions yes the affirmation we could, questions. We could bob <laughs> 51 what's your phone wallpaper right now what did you say my phone wallpaper what's i thought you said foam no my phone <laughs> wallpaper i've got one which is i'm going to show it to you but nobody else will be able to see it it's a Ooh. tarot card from an artist i really like named uh fjordor uh petrov i think is the last name uh Gorgeous. he's an incredible tattooist slash uh, artist mm. and it's, it's got that uh, like wood carving kind of vibes like um i forget what the bible version of that is called but it, it, there's yes. a phrase yeah it's uh, like a woodcut it's very he, yeah he does very like woodcut style um yeah. mid medieval style art that i really yeah. love and then my my non-locked is a kitty face just a black Whoa. kitty face <laughs> those big old eyes Mm -hmm. uh 52 what's the last thing you googled Ooh, it was during the show because i wanted to make sure i said it right <laughs> but now i'm not going to remember it's whatever i said the last thing i googled was it's probably young show mm. i always want to make sure i'm saying the right area <laughs> i like it 53 
You have to name your next pet without seeing them. What do you name them? Ooh, do I get to know what kind of animal it is? No. I just have to choose a name. Yeah, you have to open a door and you are promised that there's a pet on the other side of said door and you have to immediately point and give it a name. Oh, this is such a good question, Bob, because it really <laughs> it really puts down on the line what kind of pet namer you are. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone has their own style. Some go for the abstract. Some go for the cartoonish. Some go for the real name. That's yeah. My favorite is. <laughs> huh? You're a, a real namer? Give a my my parents cat is called Gus. <laughs> <laughs> Augustus. Gus, short for Augustus, would be a good pet name. But is it just named Gus? Is uh, it... Gus, and then there's another one named Bosco. Bosco! Human Bosco's named... really good. That one's pretty strong. Yeah. Ooh. Human uh, named this pets, is... big fan. I See, I would lean away from doing human named pets, because if I'm having a conversation about my pet, I want people to know immediately <laughs> that it is a pet. I want that context to be so evident. That's very fair. That's very uh... fair. So, but I'm also like, I'm tempted to name it after uh, a piece of media I like now, because then that's something I could, like, it, like in a decade, I could be like, yeah, I, I got this creature, uh, this unspecified <laughs> creature while I was playing Baldur's Gate, and that's why it's named Carlock. Um, <laughs> but I don't want that. I think Carlock would be a bad pet name. I guess it's such a hard, why is this the hardest question yet, Bob? Listen, they, they, they come at you fast and heavy or whatever the phrase is <laughs> mm. i can't believe this is the hardest question i don't know why this is that why this is <laughs> causing me to struggle so much i'm gonna give it an an, an extremely overwrought name montague montague Ooh. is the name that you could shorten it monty monty yeah <laughs> or gooey. goo goo <laughs> gooey yes i love gooey <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, 54. What professional wrestler would you compare yourself to? I don't know if I can name a professional wrestler. <laughs> I don't know if I can name a single professional wrestler at this moment, Bob. Interesting. <laughs> well, the classic uh, one, Montague the Destroyer, famous <laughs> pro wrestler. <laughs> I don't know enough to know if that's fake, but I'm going to assume it's fake. It's fake. It's fake. Okay, thank God. Um... I can't even name, a, I'm trying to think if there's a fictional wrestler that I could name. I can't even name a fictional. Oh, The Rock was a wrestler previously. Uh, the Rock. Absolutely. The Rock. I'm Our most friend. like The Rock. Our friend Dwayne. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Johnson. I'm most like Mr. Johnson, The Rock. <laughs> 55. What's your comfort food on a bad day? I don't often use food as comfort because um, that feels like a precarious thing to do. Like that feels like a, a not a good standard to set for myself when mm. it comes to food. Uh, but I will say I have these. This is almost not a comfort food, but it, I guess it does bring me comfort in a way. I think popcorn. Popcorn, I think, might be my main comfort food. Ooh, Just something like quintessentially satisfying about popping up a hot bag and like cozying down to watch a movie and just like munching at it i think popcorn yeah yeah i got a hot air popper recently 
And now mm. I'm now I'm the friend who's always bragging about my hot air popper <laughs> everywhere I go. <laughs> go. That's yeah, one I of got... those ones that can do like like frozen food too, like chicken nuggets, right? Oh no, no, that's like a no, okay. what? That's like an air fryer, I think. Oh, okay. is that what you think? Yeah, that hot air popper. The only thing it can do is pop <laughs> kernels of popcorn, and then I <laughs> season it through my cabinet of spices that I've gotten Ooh. exclusively for this. If I want white cheddar, I'm putting white cheddar seasoning on. If I want butter and a little extra kosher salt, oh, that's what I'm doing. Oh, it's good stuff. That's really good. That's really, God, that's fancy. Gosh, should I have my popcorn game? I should maybe up my popcorn game. I do have a whirly pop. You ever ever hear of whirly pop? Now you're just making stuff up. What? <laughs> no, no. Whatever. You've got a popcorn pop. unitasker. I've got a popcorn unitasker. Uh, it's this metal pot. You put it straight on the stove and you fill it with, with oil and popcorn. And then it has like a crank. And it's got like this aperture at the bottom that like spins. And so you just like hand crank it on the hot stove. And it turns the popcorn over so it, it, it bakes really evenly. And it plays a song when you put a pepper <laughs> Yeah, it has like an organ grinder sound. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, would be really amazing. <laughs> now I got to look into this. Maybe I'm not stepping up my popcorn game enough. One of I us isn't, you, but I don't know who. <laughs> I think it's me. I think you have got it on lock. I think you found a mechanical whirly popper, which is a much, much superior way of doing it. As it's known in some circles, the mechanical <laughs> whirly popper. Yes. Digital, digital whirly pop, yeah. <laughs> uh, 56. Favorite smell. Freshly brewed coffee. Good. It's really good. Uh, 57. Best candy. Mm, caramel. Apple cider caramel specifically. Apple cider caramel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 58. Worst candy. <laughs> Circus peanuts. <laughs> yeah. They just, that's just food Messy. that should have gone away in like 1950 yeah it might have you might not be able to get that candy anymore i honestly don't know <laughs> outside of cracker barrel i don't know yeah true yeah it's like a prank candy almost like yeah. no one's actually buying that no uh 59 what's a restaurant you'd recommend Ooh, a restaurant i'd recommend um this is such an open-ended question. It's like, it's once again, just like the pet question, kind of overwhelming, <laughs> not having any rails. Yeah. Uh, I'll say, if you're ever in New York, one of my very favorite places in New York, and this is arguable whether it's a restaurant, so maybe I should say something else. No, I'll stay with this. This is just a, a really superb, it's a cafe. I would say a cafe more than anything slash bar. During the day, it's a, a coffee bar. During night, it's a bar bar uh, and it's called high collar and it's like a Japanese style kisaten basically. And so they've got like mm. Japanese food and they have like beautiful, you can get like omu rice and like uh, the souffle pancakes, Japanese style. Uh, and all the food is really good. And the coffee is insanely, insanely good. And it's just like very aesthetic inside. It's in like the, the J town area of, uh, of, of New York and so yeah. it's just like it's beautiful in there. It's just like one of my favorite places in New York. High collar. Check it out. 
I will check this out. (laughs) That sounds fantastic. Uh, Question 60. What's a food you've never eaten? Ah, there's so much ceviche. Oh, <laughs> I started. Did you hear me start to dissemble to buy myself time? And then like, oh, no, I actually have an answer for this. I've never had ceviche. As I understand it, it's like fish cooked in like an acid, like cooked in like lemon juice, kind of. Yeah. Um, have basically. you had ceviche? Should I eat it? I love ceviche. I think yeah, you absolutely okay. should. Yes. Okay. It, it's usually like a shrimp and a scallop and stuff like that. Oh. And yeah, the the essentially brine that it's in the lemon the lime the cilantro the the whole deal uh the the acid cooks it to the right oh it's so good it's so fresh tasting and oh it's wonderful wonderful okay okay i'll prioritize this bob (laughs) next time you see a ceviche uh, food (laughs) truck just start rolling I, down the street. Genuinely, the the reason I thought about it is because I saw a ceviche food truck recently, and I was like, "Oh, ceviche! That doesn't seem like a food I should eat from a food truck." And so I didn't. <laughs> yeah, good good line of thinking there. Yeah, I can't yeah. argue that. Uh, Sixty one strangest food that you have eaten. Ain't a lot of, a lot of strange food, Bob. Hmm. Eat a lot of strange food. Love to travel. Love to eat. Eat a lot love of strange it. food. Love it. Um, and I guess strange. I'm. I'm. Let me preface this by saying strange. I'm assuming strange from like an American context. So like, it, naturally, there's going to be some Americentrism from this. But like, I mean, things I've eaten: crickets. Mm. Uh, I've eaten chicken feet. I've eaten uh, offal. Um. So I mean, those are some of them. I'm trying to think about like, yeah, like blood sausage. I've eaten. Mm. Um, bone marrow, very good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, you travel, you see something, snails. I've eaten snails a couple of times. I hate, I've hated snails every time I've eaten them. But every time I see them, I'm like, maybe this time. Maybe this time I'll like them. And it's never been true and it never will be true. But I keep trying. <laughs> yeah, your, your palate changes every, what do they say, yeah. like seven years or something? You got it. Sure, okay. The, the thing is, snails is, though, is not a taste thing. They always taste superb, but the texture is ju- un- untenable. Their texture is so horrible. Yeah, it's the trade-off. It's the trade-off. Yeah. Uh, 62. What's a typical day off? Oh, I don't know if I have those anymore. <laughs> um. Yeah, I so rarely take the full day off. Basically, I just take, I just bake, basically I work half days every day of the week, but in a way that is very pleasing to me. Mm. Um, I I guess a, a day off, I'm most likely to take a Saturday off. And that means sleeping in, having a very leisurely breakfast, going to a farmer's market, uh, getting a lot of fresh vegetable and fruit, and probably eating like a late breakfast or lunch at the farmer's market. Then, like going back, probably cooking. If I have, if I genuinely have the whole day free, I'll probably like bake and cook. Mm. Uh, and then probably read for a while in between doing those things. Like I'll probably like start, like I would start a loaf of bread and then I'd break and read and then I'd do dinner and then uh, probably watch a movie and knit in the evening. That sounds like a heck of a day, let me tell you. Keep busy. Not too shabby. Uh, 63, bucket list item 
that you accomplished. Ooh, that I've accomplished so many. Um, uh, traveling to Japan and skydiving. Two separate events. Let me clarify. Okay. <laughs> Not skydiving in Japan, although. Uh, no, I think, I think those, those are two things that were on my bucket list that I crossed off. That's amazing. Both on mine. Both on mine Ooh. still. Going to Japan's the best. Bob, you got to go. I know. I know. I want to go so bad. Uh, 64. Bucket list item you probably won't accomplish. Oh, I, I know this one, too. Uh, I would love to travel to every continent. Ooh. And I've been to a decent number. <laughs> uh, like, I've been to... Uh, yeah, I've been to a decent number. I didn't get to go. I, I was supposed to go to Morocco, but that got, got, trip got canceled. So Africa mm. is still on that list. But the reason why I don't think this will happen is because traveling to Antarctica is quite an undertaking. It's very expensive. And that isn't the reason why I don't think I could do it. Like, I think if I if I wanted to, it would be worth saving the money up to get that done. Because I think yeah. if there's something you want to do, it's worth spending it's worth finding out how to do it but yes the climate impact of even a single person oh. especially somebody who lives in like north america like traveling all the amount of travel that i would have to do to get to antarctica and the environmental impact being in antarctica as a tourist would have i think is it's like it's like it's slightly over the line of what i feel justified doing for myself that might change mm. in the future as things continue to decay and it feels more and more hopeless maybe i'll throw my hands up and be like <laughs> well whatever whatever I've, i recycle i don't eat a lot of meat i'm doing i'm doing okay this is my my balance but for, for the time being i just don't think that's gonna happen i gotcha i gotcha uh 65 dubbed by previous guests the realist question of the bunch <laughs> Okay. Name of a friend you don't keep in contact with, but regret it. Ooh, so many. <laughs> um, this this is like every friend I have that I don't keep in contact with. <laughs> um, I actually recently saw two people that I went to college with just out in the world. I came across them, and I was just like so delighted to hmm. see them again and to be able to reconnect. The other thing is that I'm at a period in my life, because I'm in my 30s now, where every time I meet somebody that I used to know, they're like, yeah, I've got eight kids now. And I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Bob, are you at that? Are you at that period, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone's having kids. Everyone's getting married. Yeah. Uh, I literally have. Four weddings in four back to back to back to back weeks. Oh, I remember that you is, talking about that. I think that I is think at a min max party chat. Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah, that sounds like something I would complain about. Up there. <laughs> <laughs> I am in the throes of it right now. the The farthest <sighs> one has been defeated, uh, Buffalo. You won't get me back anytime soon. That eight hour drive is not enviable, but uh, yeah, that 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 mid-30s uh, lifestyle of everyone getting everything done is very uh, <laughs> overwhelming, let's say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree, especially because it's like, I mean, I'm not having children. It's unlikely I'm ever going to get married. 
it's just one of those things where it's like my career is going good so thank you <laughs> so i don't know it's one of those vibes where it's just like every time that happens i'm just like wow i'm so queer i don't often think about it but then when i meet everybody who's just like yes i'm married i'm in a heterosexual marriage and we have children and this is my life now i'm just like i respect i respect it but i don't understand it just fist pound and walk away <laughs> yeah just like peace you gotta go back home <laughs> you don't have a babysitter for much longer <laughs> um yeah so uh i yeah i think at the end of the day like there there's a lot of people i've lost touch with but i always know that i can get in touch with them again mm. and i think most of the people that i've lost touch with it, it it's not because of inaction on one of our parts it's because of something like sometimes you just have to part ways with people and that's sad but reconnecting with them is often an act of futility because you are who you are and they are who they are and sometimes those bridges cannot be crossed anymore and that's tragic in and of itself but yeah. other than that it's just like you can always find people and and in my experience even if it's been a decade since I've last talked to somebody, if you were close enough friends and cared enough about each other, then reaching out is always welcome. Yeah. Very well said. Uh, 66. What's a game that makes you feel nostalgic? Ooh, Link's Awakening. Mm. <laughs> uh, just playing that on my sister's Game Boy when I was growing up. <laughs> um just so much time spent playing that game a really really formative game just the mystery about that game the weirdness there's something about the weirdness that just really sticks in a, in a, in a kid's brain especially yeah the design of it is so so bizarre and when you don't when you don't know what games are and this is like <laughs> one of your first games it's just like what's happening you live in the dream of a fish what <laughs> what <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's bonkers i love it yeah. uh 67 what game have you spent the most time playing Ooh, at the at, as of this moment probably probably fallout 76 wow uh, yeah okay. um and it's not that i've played it the longest in terms of my life but just in like sheer hours I've put into the game because my, my partner and I play it ever since I, I moved and we've been doing long distance. My partner and I play it every Sunday for like hours. <laughs> mm, and so yeah. like just just by virtue of it being a thing we do regularly for many hours, I think I've probably racked up over 200 hours in that game. Oh. Uh, but it's time well spent. So yeah. probably that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Uh, 68. What's something you've built with your own hands? Ooh, built is such a word there. Mm-hmm. So I would not say that I've built any of the sweaters I've knitted. Would I say mm -hmm. I've built a cake? I have built cakes, but, uh, law furniture. Mm -hmm. It's so boring. Bob, it's a boring answer. I hear! <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get them to sponsor that question. That would be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should get all these sponsored. Really start making 
really yeah. sell out. <laughs> Presented to you by IKEA. This next question. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, did you build those bookshelves behind you? Ooh, yes, yes, I did, actually. Nice. It took a while. <laughs> it always does. Yeah. Uh question sixty nine. Best pickup line. <laughs> uh, I see. I see what you've done here. Let me God, best pickup line. I'm the only pickup line. Oh, do I know any do I remember any pickup lines? I used to know so many in high school. Uh, cause they were so cheesy and so fun, but do I mm -hmm. remember any of them? I mean, only the worst, uh, the worst ones like, uh, nice shirt. It would look great on my floor. Um, Classic. is there a mirror in your pocket? Cause I can really see myself in your pants, which doesn't even make sense. I think that's a ter that's a terrible one because <laughs> it just sounds like you're going to swap pants. That is, that is not that hot. Well, um, not a bad first date idea. I just gotta <laughs> try <laughs> pants on. Maybe. Yeah. Um, nice shoes, wanna fuck. That's a classic. Classic. Absolutely yeah. great. No, very strong. We're helping <laughs> the youth of America. Oh <laughs> uh, god, I hope not. <laughs> uh question 70. Have you ever had any good nicknames? Mm, just the Jenna. It's really mm. the only nickname. I, I one dude in high school called me Steebs mm. for, for Steeber, and that was fine. It never really caught on. <laughs> it's just the Jenna is better. Yeah, because then nobody has to remember or know how to pronounce my last name. <laughs> uh, seventy-one. Do you believe in love at first sight? Nah. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> uh, seventy-two. What's a big turnoff? of yours oh there's so many <laughs> <laughs> it takes so little to disinterest me in a romantic sense um biggest turn off i i'm gonna i'm gonna excise all the obvious ones like just racism or sexism or or any stuff like yeah. that yeah. um biggest turn off i think not being willing to disagree I, I think this is, yeah, this is a tricky one, but I feel like uh, I've I've been on a lot of like first or second dates with people where they're just like, they want to get so in with your good graces. Like they want to please and impress you in such a way that it's very hard to have a conversation with them because they're just like, whatever you say, they're on board with. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Yes. That's so true. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, and it's like, I'm not immune to, to just being like, yep, I, I agree. This is perfect. But like it, I don't. I don't, I, I never feel like I'm actually learning anything mm. or getting to know somebody when they, when they kind of approach conversations that way. So I, I would say, I would say that, that or uh, talking too much <laughs> on a, on a date, just the, <laughs> the opposite side of it, which is you want me to learn a lot about you, but you don't want to learn anything about me. And it's like, I'm here for both of those things. Yeah. If your if your hand is on your chin listening for an hour twenty, it's like, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seventy three. Do you consider yourself an artist? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As long as I don't have to define what things I consider my art, <laughs> then yes. 
Well, 74. No, no, no. Here. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good curveball. That would be a really funny follow-up. <laughs> uh, 74. What's something you tried to cook and failed? Oh, so many things. Um, I'm really bad at stir-frying. Ooh. Yeah, especially fried rice. I could never get fried rice to turn out good. And I I feel like people's instinct will be like, it's easy, Jenna. Let me send you recipes. Let me send you videos. And I'm like, I've read all of them. I've read all of the, the diatribes. I've ro- watched all the, the TikToks and the YouTube videos. It's I simply, I simply, I simply cannot do it. And I do not know why. There's a secret there. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't cracked it either. No? What, I just Bob, get it what's from one... the takeout place. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And that's that's always great. It's always the best option. Bob, what can't you cook? Tell me your secrets, Bob. Oh, what can't I cook? I'm not, I'm not a huge cook. I should be better. I, I yeah. truly should be. What have I really messed up? Yeah, what have you really fucked up, Bob? <laughs> What's the last thing you burnt? Uh, oh, you know what? Yeah, I did... I was at a barbecue and somehow I was, oh yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) I was given the, and context, I was given the responsibility of cooking a steak. I was a guest at the barbecue and I was, they just said like, oh, you make a good steak. And I think normally I do on a, on a, you know, barbecue grill. Um, But I think it was a little too thick and I had my timing off. And it was just, it was too rare in the middle, um, especially for, listen, for me, I don't care. Give it to me rare. <laughs> but for the masses, it couldn't quite fly. And so I had to like, when I let it rest inside, I had to like secretly microwave it just for a little extra. <laughs> so it cooked just a little bit more. And that was Did like, that work? Like, Does that work? Kind of. Uh, because it doesn't cook from like the outside in, it just cooks all of it. So it was like, now it was like a little over what I wanted, but I'd rather a little over than a little under. So I was like, "Eh, fine. I'm three beers in anyway. It doesn't matter. Uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, I remember that being uh, not, not great. Not great at all. It's hard. It's hard when you're the guest and you get foisted. Uh, steak cooking responsibilities. Yeah, those handed tongs, and they said go. Like, go for it. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> uh, uh, question 75, dubbed the Ben Hansen, uh, the first <laughs> guest of this year's show. Ah, okay. What's the greatest piece of art ever made? Ooh, ever made? Ever, ever. made. The most hyperbolic question humanly possible. Is that why it's the Ben Hansen? It was actually something he would, when he was the the host over at uh, the Game Informer show, uh, there oh. was like a six-month spell where this was like the question of the zeitgeist, and people would write in, and guests would give their answer, and it was like this debated topic for, for months and months. Oh, this is so hard. This is one of those questions where I'm like, it feels like it's secretly, uh, it's like a Ror- like a Rorschach test almost, where it's like there's no right answer. So this is just about uncovering something very specific about the person answering. Yes, yes, yes. Ooh, which makes it so much harder because, like, <laughs> do I go with my first instinct 
or do I go with something that's going to make me seem more erudite or do I go with something that's going to that's really obscure that makes me seem very classy? Ooh. <laughs> and how do we even define art, Bob? <laughs> if only um, it was a question to define <laughs> what your own art is. Um I'm going to, I'll just go with my first instinct. There's a painting at the St. Louis Art Museum called, I believe, Sadak in Search of the Waters of Oblivion. And it's this very, very large painting. And when you first approach it, it, it looks like it's just a beautiful, this really, really vibrantly red mountain landscape. And at the very top corner, there's this beautiful like beam of light breaking through the the clouds. And so when you first approach it, it seems like it's just like this beautiful, incredible landscape. But then in the bottom right corner, there's like this cliff that's clearly overhanging just a vast expanse. Hmm. And there is a person, this tiny, tiny little figure of a person like clinging to the side or to the top of this this cliff crawling up. And it, it's it's a, a painting that is based on a story and a story I don't know, but it's just this this beautiful image of like this person who is clearly at the absolute end of their capacity to continue barely hanging on. And they're such a small part of this landscape, like visually, they are such a small, unimportant part of this massive, beautiful landscape. But then you have this beautiful beam of light implying that like if they can just crawl their way up to the top, they're so close to the waters of oblivion, I guess. Like, they're so close that they, if they can just find it in them to keep going, they'll make it. I think that's, it's just such a striking piece of art. Yeah, that's amazing. Bob, <gasps> what's, what's the greatest piece of art? Oh, boy. What's the greatest oh boy. piece of art? How and how many of these questions have you yourself answered? Is there an episode <laughs> where somebody is asking you all the questions? So this is a great question. <laughs> uh, the rumor that has it, the rumor that I guess I created. Um, yeah, we're up to episode ninety-two. Yeah, uh, mm. I think ninety-nine. I will be in the hot seat. Uh, okay, okay. You so, don't have to answer that question. Oh, but. okay. I don't know if I have one. <laughs> uh, you've done this ninety-two times. You don't have quest. You don't have answers for all of these. It's shocking. Anytime it's you know the question is parried back at me, I always go like, "Well, I don't know. What is? <laughs> Maybe it's just Mona Lisa. Maybe it's Dracula. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> okay, the second one's good. Mona Lisa, boo." I uh, mean, uh, you better. You've got to prepare. I'm gonna stop as I'm gonna stop asking you <laughs> to answer the questions as well. I'm gonna be a bad first date. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk and not ask you any questions no, so you can is, save it for for episode 99. This is perfect. Plus, I gotta find a host for that. To some, it's a whole ordeal, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> what is the greatest piece of it? I don't know. Apparently, Ben Hansen got razzed in the comments because he he said Hamilton. Uh, I to play <laughs> Hamilton, and uh, yeah, that 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 was the reaction. So uh, I had on uh, Kyle Bossman uh, previous to this, and he asked, "Oh, what, what did Hanson say?" And he said Hamilton, and he went, "What?" <laughs> like, yes, yes. Kyle Bossman is all right. Hamilton. 
apparently he was on a uh, he was doing a Twitch stream, Kyle Bossman, and, and Hanson got really roasted in the comments by Good. the chat for picking Good. Hamilton. Hamilton, uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I respect all answers here. Respect nah. them all. Uh, even though I don't know if I have a good one, but I'll come up with it. <laughs> You've got time, time to figure out the Rorschach test. You've got <laughs> time to figure out what the correct answer is to cool yeah. to be like a cool, smart person. Seventy <laughs> six. <laughs> uh, uh, have you ever had something happen to you that you would consider paranormal? Mm, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah! Aww. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a kid, I didn't sleep very well, and so I spent just a lot. I spent a lot of time awake very late at night, uh, and so I've never been positive this is a hallucination or not. But I did experience something, uh, and I remember my like my lights are fully on. I was definitely like listening to my Walkman. This is like middle school, listening to my Walkman, probably Lisa Loeb's Nine Stories uh, and, and reading. Yeah. And I, I definitely remember seeing something moving and something, hearing something like crawling around. And it could have just been a rat or something. It, it mm-hmm. probably wasn't, though. I don't know what it was. This is the thing. I don't know what it was. I didn't see anything, but I heard something terrifying. And I remember uh, going downstairs and sleeping the rest of the night on the couch. And then waking up very early in the morning when my dad woke up to go to to go to work at like 5 a.m. And him finding me and being and me being like, there was something in my room (laughs) and him going up and coming back down and being like, there's nothing there. And me being like, there was something in my room. Uh, That's the closest I've probably experienced. But I don't believe in ghosts now. I think at the time I was like, yeah, ghosts are probably real. I don't believe in them now. So it probably was just like a mouse or something. <laughs> it's just horrifying in its own way. <laughs> Maybe the ghost of a mouse. <gasps> Have it both ways. <laughs> <laughs> a real, you got your peanut butter and my chocolate situation there. So yeah, a- <laughs> you got your chocolate and my ghost. Seventy-seven. <laughs> uh, would you ever use a Ouija board? Nah. Because the demons. I have, though. I have, though. Demons. So, yes. Oh. Yeah. No, I guess that, yeah. I was going to say no, but I definitely have. So the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're summoning all these mouse ghosts. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, 78. Simply, why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> It's fun. It's all just fun, you know? I like it. I like it. (laughs) Question 79. If given the chance, when would you time travel to? Past or future? Yeah. Probably want to go into the future. Kind of curious to see how a lot of stuff pans out. I'd probably go like 80 to 100 years in the future just to get a, an experience of like to to better experience like what life is like now does that make sense cuz I, yeah. I feel like if i go 100 years in the future i'll be able to see what people said about us and and experience like how things that i lived through were transformed through history and through language and how they transformed history and language 
Uh, so pro- probably about 100 years in the future. Yeah. Plus, come back with a sports almanac. You're all good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Got to make a couple bucks off this time travel trip. Why not? Can I tell you, I did not assume I was coming back. <laughs> My, I, I, I just assumed it was a one-way trip. <laughs> We're just dropping you off in 2123 going, yep. all right? Peace Take out. Care. Bye. <laughs> Oops. Question 80. <clears throat> Have you ever made a sudden dramatic change to your lifestyle and stuck to it? Uh, yeah. When I was in college, I, I used to drink a soda two a day. And then mm. when I was in college, I was like, this is bad for you. It's just like, it's just bad for you. You should not, you shouldn't be drinking even probably a soda a day. It is so bad for you. Uh, and so I quit, quit cold turkey and that was great. I think that was probably one of the best things I've ever done for my health. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I switched to like tea and coffee, which have their own downsides, uh, but which are magnitudes more healthy for you, <laughs> for me. Yeah. And that's just one. It was just like, I just, I decided I wasn't doing it anymore. And that was just it. Powerful, powerful, <laughs> powerful stuff, Bob. <laughs> uh, 81. What game show, past or present, would you love to be a contestant on? Taskmaster. Ah, yes, <laughs> I want to yes. be on Taskmaster. I'd be so good. <laughs> Let me at him. I can do it. Yeah. I believe I, in you. I thank be- you. We're gonna, first, <laughs> we're going to get this ice cream sandwich made. Then we're going to get you on Taskmaster. <sighs> That's also an answer to a bucket list that'll never happen. <laughs> Tomorrow's another day. We don't know. <laughs> uh, 82. What's a quote that you love? Uh, this is, a, it's a, a Rainer Maria Rilke quote. Ooh. And it's a difficult quote to find because it's from a very antiquated translation. Like any translation that, it's like a translation probably like from the early 1900s, if I had to guess. Like a contemporaneous with Rilke, maybe. No, I think Rilke was way older. Uh, but it, I think about it a lot. And it goes something like, on these oldest yearnings of ours to be bearing more fruit by now. And I think a lot about that, especially as I grow mm. older. And I think about my oldest yearnings and how many of them have stayed yearnings and never borne fruit. But I also think about it in the sense of humanity. And how the things that humanity yearns for are the same things humanity has yearned for for hundreds of years, thousands of years. And oughtn't they to be bearing more fruit by now, Bob? <laughs> Listen, uh, we're getting around to the fruit part. You know, yeah, there's, you gotta, you know you gotta... there's bearing. There's bearing happening. <laughs> you gotta reap a lot before you can sow. That is true. That is true. 83, just as powerful a question. What's the best shirt that you own? <laughs> the Sailor Moon shirt. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a crop top. It's by the artist Von Von. Uh, and it's got like a cartoonish Sailor Moon. And she's got her fists up. And the fists say, fight evil. And it's just a good reminder to you and to, <laughs> and to me to fight evil. I love that. Why, why is Sailor Moon just so pure and perfect? It's just the it's best. great. I look up to Sailor Moon. That's the, my retroactive answer to that question. <gasps> Somebody I look up to. Sailor Moon. Now I'm going to edit that audio clip <laughs> two hours earlier. Great. <laughs> Completely zero context until now. 
Uh, love it. Uh, 84. Would you change your middle name? Nah, nah, not worth changing. It's Elizabeth. It's one of the most common middle names in America. Uh, and it's fine. No strong feelings about it. Uh, 84. Nope. 85. <laughs> What's a good impression you can do? Um, I don't often do impressions. Ooh. I don't know if I can do a single impression, really. <gasps> I mean, I certain, I'm certain I can. I'm certain I have in the past, and people will be like, remember when you did that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know I've got stage fright. I can't, I don't know what impressions I can do. None. None, Bob. None impression? No, I don't know. Bob, give me an impression. <laughs> I know uh, I, was, I said I wasn't going to ask you, but you, that was your time to practice so that when it's your episode, you can really nail it. So I'm giving the impression to you? Yeah, let me, let me hear what, your best impression. Okay. If you, if you want my best impression, this is a, this is a spoiler for episode 99. This is by far my best impression. <laughs> it yes. is so niche. <laughs> so there's a character in the 80s cartoon Thundercats. <laughs> <laughs> there is one yeah. episode, I believe his name is Driller? Something along those lines. His whole gimmick is his body is a drill, his hands are drill, his head's a drill, and he drills. <gasps> I've seen this uh, guy, yeah. Yes. In <laughs> great guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we hang out on the weekends, he's a great guy. <laughs> and his whole gimmick is that he's going to drill under the ground and then get to Panthro, one of the Thundercats, and sneak into his lair and kill him or something. So he's hired by Mumra to do so. But as a man with drill accoutrement, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's paid in diamonds so he can sharpen his drills. Makes grammatical oh, sense. Okay, yeah. So there is a scene where he's bargaining for his his price, basically, to do this deed. Um and so he has a very deep, kind of throaty voice. <clears throat> Got a stretch for this. <laughs> yeah, limber so, up. So he's talking to Mumra, and he goes, "My services for your diamonds." <laughs> and he says, "Diamonds" <laughs> in a way that no other human has ever said the word diamonds before, and it has stuck with me for thirty plus years. I'll say. <laughs> I don't know if that was a good impression, but it seemed it seemed good. It was a good it was if nothing else, it was great to hear. Listeners will know because I will find the clip of this gentleman <laughs> and, and play it, it and show you how dead on it is. Because no one speaks like that on Earth, and that's why it really sticks out to me. My services for your diamonds. I love it. So the answer is really driller. <laughs> <laughs> a one-shot character from Thundercats. Yes. A one-shot <laughs> character from 40 years ago. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah. Driller, you know. Yeah, Driller, obviously. Classic. Uh, 86. Is there a tattoo you wanted to get, but are glad you didn't get? Ooh. Mm. I don't think so. I've pretty much gotten the tattoos so far. I mean, there's tattoos that I've wanted to get that I haven't gotten yet. I don't know. No, I don't think there's any tattoo that I have wanted to get and then didn't get for some reason and then regretted. 
Yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah. No. Sometimes I think about getting tattoos on my fingers because I think they look really cool. But I think if I had them, I would always think that my fingers were dirty. Like I would see it from the corner of my eye and be like, oh, dirty. But then I'd be like, oh, no, I tattooed myself. So uh, I'm relieved I've never gotten a finger tattoo. That's a good one. Because I think I have the exact same feeling where I'd be like, yeah, that'd be cool. And then, yeah, no, it totally would. Because even if I got a Band-Aid, I'm like, oh, what? Oh, no, Band-Aid. Yeah, I don't wear (laughs) rings because then it's just like, what is, oh, it's it's jewelry. I've done this to myself. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, 87. How would you describe your 16-year-old self? Kind of a mess, but she'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's kind of the definition of most 16 year olds i I hope so yeah Yeah. i hope that's how everyone feels about their 16 year old self like does not have it together but will (laughs) yeah we'll get there good intentions yeah (laughs) uh 88 what's the worst injury you've ever had Ooh, I mean, getting stabbed in the thigh. <laughs> this is probably oh, yeah. right here. It's probably it. I don't. I'm not particularly accident prone. Um, it's either, the, uh, yeah, like I've never gotten stitches. I've never broken anything. Um, lived a pretty pretty healthy life. Uh, one time when I used to do ninjutsu, we were doing like parkour. We were like practicing parkour stunts, and there's the stunt like a parkour move where you like you jump and you plant your hands and then you swing your legs forward and it's good for getting over like long objects like like a, a like a picnic table or something yeah like and... a vault kind of thing right that's what i'm yeah picturing. exactly yeah. where you like you plant your hands and you swing your legs forward and you you lift up your hands at the right time to like land and keep going and we were practicing doing that and i i put i wasn't i didn't place my hands down evenly so when I moved forward to put pressure, one of my hands took all of my pressure, basically. Ooh. And just like my hand just like, um, yeah, yeah. Ooh. The gesture, a podcast audience, you didn't see the gesture <laughs> I just made. But it's basically like I took basically all of my body's weight on just the fingers part of, I think it was my left hand. And so they just like, there was this horrible crack. Yeah. And I collapsed to the ground and just like formed an absolute fetal ball. And the other people that were there had to like prime my body open because I was just like in this, I was in a total fetal position. And my entire, like all four of my fingers swelled horribly for oh, like no. several days. But they were fine. The swelling went down after a couple of days and they were fine. Like I didn't break anything. Huh. I don't really know what the injury would be considered. The only thing that the only thing that changed is that I lost flexibility for a while, but I ga- regained it. Like, yeah, no, yeah, for yeah, for a while I was way less flexible on that side, but it was huh. totally fine. That was the worst. Wow, some magical hyperextension. Wow, <laughs> I don't know what to even call that. That's wild. I don't, no clue. Eighty nine. What's a habit of yours you want to break? I sleep in too late. I would like to wake up earlier. Um, but my willpower is lowest immediately after I wake up, so it's very hard for me to get out of bed. There's nothing happening that early. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I truly have structured my life so that I do not have to wake up early. Most of my <laughs> meetings or podcast recordings or whatnot happen in the afternoon or evening. So it's like, I, yeah, I'm too easy on myself. <laughs> no, it's perfect. 
Yeah. Perfect. If anything, sleep in longer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> question 90. Getting on the home stretch here. Have you ever lied on your resume? Ooh. Uh, about some minor stuff about like my capacity to to use a software. I think I've put that I can do JavaScript on my resume basically for forever. And like mm. I do know some very basic JavaScript, but I I like I've never really worked a job where it's come up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just like a nice thing to put down. I think people are impressed by it, or they were. They used to be. I don't think anybody is anymore because I don't think it's like it's not. It's not a super prevalent skill that people demand. But like, if I if I look on a, a job listing and they're like, "Do you know blank audio recording software?" Mm. and it's like, I probably I might not. But if it's if it's a software for making digital media, I can learn it very quickly because most of those are the same. So it's like if it's if a timeline based editor. Yeah, you kind of yeah. got it right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if I get the job, I can learn it in a week before I start the job. So it's like it's barely a lie, Bob. Hey, hey I'm all for it. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do in this crazy world. I'm, I'm yeah. all for it. It's true. Ninety uh, one. Have you ever punched someone in the face? Ooh, ooh. I don't Taller know if I've than ever... you or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've punched somebody in the face and like made contact. I've definitely hit people in the face. Hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever just like reeled back and punched somebody though. Okay. All right, tomorrow's another day. That's true, Bob. You're right. What if the biggest celebrity you ever met was the one you punched, just, and it's this—it's the one blocked say. out. Memory. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! You knocked out Tom Hanks one day. But... <laughs> oh <laughs> no! The worst one—the worst person to knock out. <laughs> Not Tom nice. Hanks. <laughs> uh, ninety-two. Would you ever go to a nude beach? Oh yeah. I don't know if I'd strip down, but I'd go. Yeah, why not? It's fine. Nudity is fine. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Turns out, yeah, it's just everywhere. It's everybody. Yeah, everybody's nude under their clothes all the time. So it's like, what's even the big deal? It's exactly. Uh, Ninety-three. Somehow, not the realest question. When was the last time you cried? Ooh, uh, I cry all the time. I like crying. I think it feels good. Um, the last time I cried, though, I, it's probably just like, oh, no, I remember what it was. I remember exactly what it was. Because, um, like, about two weeks ago, uh, I was supposed to fly out to Morocco for a tour. Um, but I, my flight was leaving to Morocco the day after the earthquake happened. And so mm. uh, my tour was canceled. And uh, I think I, and I definitely cried because it was just like such a weird, stressful experience to be like, I'm fine. I'm safe. I'm not in Morocco. Uh, and I was never in Morocco and I was never in any danger. But there's still such a yeah. weird feeling of being like close to danger, even though I was not physically close to danger, of being like emotionally close to danger. And I, I was just like, I, it was a very overwhelming sensation. And I definitely cried. I was just like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what emotions I'm feeling now, but they are strong and I'm going to cry about them. Yeah, I I would have had the exact same reaction. <laughs> I, I don't know how you couldn't in that scenario. 
truly, truly. Uh, 94. What's something you've done and will probably never do again? Skydiving. Skydiving was terrifying. Not in Japan. (laughs) If I were going to skydive again, it might be in Japan, but I'm just never going to do it again. It was terrifying. It was so scary. (laughs) 95. Best compliment you ever received? Um, it's it's a hard one to answer because I just I absorb compliments like into myself, hmm. and so like how do I even pull one of those free of the sticky gooey mass that is my ego? Um, hmm. I don't know if I have an answer to this, Bob. I feel okay. bad about it. <laughs> so my apologies formally to anybody who's ever complimented me. I clearly, I took it to heart in an emotional sense, but not in a memorization sense. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. If you take it in stride and give my howdy thank you and move right along with your day. I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, 96. Tell me a joke. <laughs> um, why did the lettuce blush? Ooh, I don't know. Why did the lettuce blush? Because it saw the salad dressing. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. 97. 97 used to be a question I came up with that just wasn't all that good. So I took it Whoa. and I threw it in the recycling bin and I got rid of it. And I replaced <gasps> it with the listener question of the week. I love that. Uh, so if any of our wonderful listeners have a question they want to see used on a future episode, it's 99. It's the number 99 questions pod at gmail.com or 99 questions pod on Twitter. Uh, and because it's my show and no one can tell me otherwise, uh, I'm just uh, going to give you three of them uh, <laughs> because why not? Mm-hmm. Groffles. Thank you. Groffles. Ask if she prefers being called Jenna or Janet. I think I know where this is coming from. (laughs) (laughs) Jenna. And I don't, I I feel like those names are not close, but the fact that that was happening for Janet and me so consistently was perplexing. But I'm glad she heard it too, because I was just, there were times when I was like, I don't know which of us they're talking to. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. Uh, Neil Smith, ask her what she had for breakfast. Oh, what did I have for breakfast? I had a, a really late breakfast because I was looking at apartments. Um, but I ended up going to a cafe in St. Louis called Coffee Stamp that I'd never been to before. Had an extremely good cup of coffee. And it, what they, I, what they, what, I don't remember what they called it, but it was like an avo. It was, it was a bagel with mashed up avocado, goat cheese, yeah. and strawberries. Uh, and on an everything bagel. Oh. And... It was sort of a mix. There were bites of it that were really good and a bites of it that were not because I think it needed less goat cheese. I don't love goat cheese in general. So this is a real wild swing for me to even get in the first place. <laughs> but like there were bites where there was just like a minimal amount of goat cheese and it balanced so surprisingly well with like the creamy richness of the avocado and like the sweetness of the strawberry. It was, yeah. it was okay. I could see that. I like it. Yeah. Uh and we got one from Manic T. What video from your YouTube channel 
are you most proud of and why? Ooh, that I'm most proud of from my specific YouTube channel. I mean, in a way, it's the first video because... I don't know, when I when I got laid off of Polygon, I wasn't positive that I was going to even continue doing video essays. Like, mm. I, there was, I, I didn't want to take for granted. I didn't want to just like continue doing that because I had been doing that. I wanted to return to it because it is a thing I actively wanted to do and was compelled to continue doing. So it, it was nice to feel that with the, the first video, which is a Wicker Man video, of course, <laughs> uh, to, to feel that compulsion and to to be able to like sit down on my own and that's really the key is like not having that work structure but being able to sit down on my own write a script i was pleased with record it edit it all by my own uh yeah. and like most of the work we did at polygon was basically solo um but without but again without that work structure it, it was just like it felt really good to know that i could do that and and could do that under my own guidance so probably the first one or the one you mentioned, I promise this video is only nine minutes long because I just really love how that video turned out. So good. Uh, excellent. And thank you for the questions. A Groffles, Neil, and Manic T. Excellent thank you. job, everybody. Question 98. What made you want to be who you are today? Uh, uh. Mm -hmm. I don't know who I am today, so I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> what made me want to be the person I am today? I don't know how many conscious choices it was. I mean, there are some conscious choices in there, I suppose. Uh, here's what it is. When I was young, when I was in high school, I did a lot of reading about religion and philosophy and what the purpose of humanity is and why we all exist and what our whole fucking deal is. And uh, it was really interesting. And I learned a lot about people, not a lot about uh, our ontology or like our origins or anything like that. Um, but one thing I remember reading is the is the philosophy, philosophical concept that humanity exists to make life better for other humans. So like a person exists, our, our purpose on this world is to make the world better for other people also on this world. And like, if we all believed that, gosh, what a great world it would be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so I think that is a, a major, a major aspect in who I am now is like trying to figure out the best way to make humanity better. That's I love that. that. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's your Batman origin story right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's perfect. <laughs> And uh, and here we stand on the mountaintop. The titular question, if you will. I will. <laughs> question 99. What do you want to be remembered for? Mm, I don't know that I want to be remembered. Hmm. I think. I think it's a lot to hope for to be remembered for very long. And. I don't, I think it would drive me crazy if I were trying to, if my goal in life were trying to be remembered. Mm. I think that is a fool's game. I think we're all doomed by the narrative to be forgotten. And I think that's okay. But what do I hope I'm remembered for? I hope I leave the, play, the, the world a better place than I found it. Mm. And I hope that I'm a net positive 
for the world. And I don't know how to do that, and I don't know how to measure that, but uh, <laughs> I think you just, you have to hope that you have a good impact on people and that they regret you when you're gone. Yeah. Plus, I assume, uh, you know, at the end of life, you get a score of how you did, just like Absolutely. any... Absolutely, and it's positive or negative. Yeah, like a Miss Pac-Man yep. game. It just tells me how I did. <laughs> the great Pac-Man game of the sky. <laughs> uh, Jenna, I wish I had more questions for you, but I'm plumb out. Legally, I cannot oh. go any further. We've hit you 99. Cannot, cannot ask me any more questions, Bob. It's a real shame. I can't. I can't. Everybody gets 99 questions that they can ask me, and you really blew through all of yours. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, I don't know why I decided to do it all back to back. The whole <laughs> big chicken fish. I don't know where that came from. Uh, <laughs> truly, I thank you so much for being on here. This was an absolute pleasure. Um, is there anything you'd like to uh, plug, promote? Oh, I can't answer that, Bob. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ooh, I can't, I can't, I can't answer that. But what I can say is that you yes. can find me on most platforms at the Jenna or the underscore Jenna. Uh, I stream on Twitch is a lot of fun. I'm at twitch.com slash or twitch.tv slash the underscore Jenna. I'm a, I do YouTube video essays. I've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash the Jenna. I'm kind of on TikTok, but I'm pretty lazy about it. But just find me on Twitch. That's the best place. The great Jenna Steber, everybody. Please check out her videos. Please follow her on all the things. She is an absolute gem of a human. And she's earned it. But we have reached the metaphorical nail file in the birthday cake here. It is last call time. The red light's on. We got to figure out what we learned here today. We learned that fighting nine-year-olds is a lot like having an Altoids tin collection. It seems like a great idea, but once you're in the middle of it and you look around, you just go, what am I doing here? We learned that the popcorn maker in its various forms is the ultimate gift. You got weddings coming up, you got baby showers to go to, give them a thing of Jiffy Pop and call it a day. We learn that Kansas is just too darn flat. We learn that the Steber ice cream sandwich is coming soon to a freezer section near you. And we learn that ceviche is delicious, not necessarily out of the back of a truck. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to aspire to be a silver dude like Keanu. It'll probably take me about two weeks till our next episode to figure that out. Till then, thank you and good night. My, My services, services for your, your diamond. diamond.